Loading Nerd Track Program. Listen when ready. Yeah, but now we're 15 minutes behind on our typical amount of shit, so. Whoa. Yeah, but don't act like it's different shit than ever. I don't know. It depends what you eat. You need a lot more fiber. Sure. Make sure, make sure, make sure all your connections are secure. Are my connections secure? Am I sounding okay? okay. So, to our no, odds, we're having a bit of sound you're, issues. You're, you're blowing out. I feel like you're out. putting your you're too close to you the mic. You might just be swallowing the mic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stop deep throating your mic, oh, well. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how about now? 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 Tell me when. Yeah. Now? You're there. You go. You're there. there now. So I'll, I don't know. I'll, just, I'll sit this far back. We'll have to be halfway through the episode before we can tell you if it's good or not. So. <laughs> God, I hate microphones. I don't even know what setting to use on this fucking thing. Okay. Hold on, sorry. I feel bad for our audience because they're like, we don't want to hear this. We want to hear you guys make dick jokes about... Well, if only we had the editor who could edit the scout. Yeah, I don't fucking do that. I'm lazy enough as it is. Okay. Do I sound okay now? Yeah. Wait. All right. What? Nothing. You're, you're, you're good fine. for now, at least. You're fine. Welcome to the Nerd Show Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm Jeff, and I'm here with David. Jeff has technical issues today. And Phil. And it's not us. I want a bus this time. Yay! <laughs> Later Jeff on, has turned it off and on again. We, we checked. <laughs> Later on in the broadcast, we're going to be doing a deep dive into congressional voting patterns. No, we're not. No, we're not. This All right. God, no. This <laughs> isn't NPR. Welcome to NPR. We may not be great, but we're better than NPR. <laughs> I fucking love that hey, PR. No. Shut your dirty whole mouth. Shut your damn mouth. Motherfucker. Fucker? NPR is fantastic. Oh, All right. Boring. Well, it's news. What do you expect from it? NPR is more boring than the new Andor Star Wars show. Holy crap. <laughs> That's not saying much. No. It, the new one's a snoozer. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about Star Trek. All right. Today, oh, yeah, right. we will be discussing Battle Lines, DS9, Season 1, Episode 12, original air date, April 25th, 1993. Uh, basically, on this one, um, Kyle Paka comes to the station and wants to explore the Gamma Quadrant because apparently she's been having some prophecies. Um, and they land on a planet where people are at war, and it's uh, got the guy from Breaking Bad who's like a fixer. And people are killing each other and coming back. And then uh, mm -hmm. that's it. And she stays there. This is the never ending war. It just goes <laughs> on and on, my friends. <laughs> people tired of fighting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we found out how to make Kira cry. You just have to kill the alpaca chick. Kill the Kai. Alpaca. That's her name. Did you say alpaca? Alpaca. Her sweaters are very comfortable it. and warm. 
<laughs> so, so the Kai, so we've only seen her, I think, in what the the pilot the emissary the first episode, yeah, yeah, and she's generally she's she's the like religious leader. She's their pope, but yeah. she probably if only she'd had over. a snake, she would have been a Cobra Kai. God damn it! Did you make that joke before? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Listen, my I child. do recycle my jokes. That's the best. That's all I can do. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so yeah, she's kind of their religious re- religious leader. Um, I wish we'd gotten more out of her. I, I'm kind of sad to see her go. I mean, I know obviously there's some Kai's down the road who are uh, interesting. <laughs> Bitches. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they, um, and I was also, because I had never seen this one before, and I was like, oh my God, everyone's dying. And I'm like, oh, they don't count. <laughs> they're yeah, dead. They're dead. Oh, no. They're, they're not even going to make they're it dead, on the kill track. Oh, no, they're not. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like Julian discovers there's like these like nanobots that are basically regenerating everyone on this penal colony to make them just endlessly well, kill each other. And he basically refers to them as organic nanites, which would be you know normal single cells. Like <laughs> no, he so he calls them mechanical something, and he's like, oh, they're like nanites. Or he, I don't know, he phrases it weird. Um. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, uh, Phil, what do you think about this one? You've seen it before. Yeah. So the Kai is one of my favorite characters. Kai Opaka is. And unfortunately, we only see her in just a couple of episodes. And it really sucks. Um, We do get... We'll, we'll see her again in future episodes, but it's only a couple and it's weird situations and stuff. Um, I don't... It, the the first time I saw this, I was really bummed, which I don't know why, because I'm not like a super spiritual person. Um, but I I like had a, I don't know a connection to the Kai. I really liked her character and where it could have gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens up some interesting storylines moving forward for the show, which is good. But um, yeah, it was kind of sad. Like when you're, it's like, oh, the Kai is like getting to explore. The ga- it's like it literally her this is her first time ever off of Bajor. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, let's I want to go through the wormhole and because she thinks she's gonna have some connection to the prophets or some major experience. And yeah, they sure do. Fucking shuttle accident and she ends up dying. It's like, wow. She got to meet it's, the prophets. It's like, yeah, Alanis Morissette could have written a verse and ironic about her. It's like <laughs> it, it's horrible. And it's a bummer. And this is, I mean, the episode itself is fine. Um, it just sucks that, that we lose Kaiopaka like this. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I mean, especially for, uh, cause they consider the wormhole to be very spiritual. It's where the, the prophets live. So visiting it and going through, it must've been a very religious experience for her. Cause she even is like in kind of awe of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's interesting. Cause when she ex- talks about death, um, she's like, Oh, and then there was nothing. Um, so it's kind of curious. It's like, I wonder if she was like expecting to go to the prophets or because of how these nanites work. She, I mean, I don't, I guess you can get into kind of like the religious side of it. Yeah. And that's, that was the other thing I was going to bring up was the, the couple of people that I've known that have had near death experiences like that, or they were, they were clinically dead and then were brought back. They've said that they've said how much it changed their life because of how disappointed they were that there was just nothing. 
And uh, I wonder if the Kai had a similar experience. Like she was dead. There wasn't anything there. The prophets weren't there to greet her or whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden she's like reanimated and it's like up like, okay, well, shit, I guess I got some work to do here. Um, It's interesting though, because I mean, um, wouldn't you have to be somewhat conscious to experience nothing? Like if it's nothing, like if you're dead and there's nothing, then it's nothing. Like you wouldn't know that it's nothing. Cause I don't think, yeah, you wouldn't, I don't know if you would. Yeah. It's like a weird like paradox almost where it's like, yeah, well you'd have to know, but if you don't know, then how could you know then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a I mean, cyclical thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, you're right, Phil, some people have done that and see nothing. Some come back saying they see lights and loved ones and some people, it comes back with all sorts of stuff. So if it's not what you expect it to be or what you hope it to be, I could see that being incredibly disappointing. Like major damage. <laughs> yeah. Space koala. Especially someone like, uh, Miss Alpaca who, has dedicated her life to kind of that whole thing. Come here, let me it feel is. your paw. Your paw. Well, and she even says that your uh, our paws will we'll, cross we'll again. Cross and, and, again. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I wish we'd gotten more of it because I know going forward with some of the the other Kais, um, it becomes a very political thing. We get to Kai win, which is not good, and and you know some of the other issues. Um. So I'm curious now then I, with, with, uh, religion on Bajor. So, I mean, she's alive, but she's not there. So do they have to find a new Kai? Does she still count? And like, what is, is it like, like when a Pope retires? Well, I don't know if they have to, but I mean, that's kind of what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she can't be there to help the Bajoran. She, she can't, can't yeah. She can't lead, lead the people and or do anything. Yeah. So it's like, she's stuck 70,000 light years away. Right. That's a bit of a deal. Pretty much, yeah. I'm I'm a little curious how that works too. Yeah. Well, and then so the other thing that kind of got me. So obviously, um, a lot of them want a, a lot of these prisoners on this planet in this war. Uh, they want to die because they've been regenerating for fuck who knows how long. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. and he does give them a couple options. He's like, hey, if you leave the planet, then you die. Or are we going to reprogram it to let you die? And he's like, well, then we can kill everybody off. Like, if you really want death that much, then just be like, hey, I'll leave the planet and then I'll die. Like, just beam them into the sun or something. I, c- I couldn't even imagine being being at war for so long and dying so many times and everything. That, that's like, you're, you've been at war and killing for so long, all you want to do is die. And you can't. It's like, I can't even fathom that. Well, it's that classic kind of immortal vampire, you know, like, I just want to die. I'm tired of living. Yeah, they, I was going to say, I feel like that's been addressed a decent amount in sci-fi and fantasy, especially with the vampire sets. But just you, know, yeah. you live long enough. Finally, you're like, you realize that life is meaningless unless it ends kind of a thing. It's deep, it's deep thoughts. Although, have, but, have either of you watched um, the Sandman on Netflix? I have not. Mm-hmm. It is on my to watch oh. list. OK, Ben, I'm guessing neither of you have read the comics. Correct. OK. There, there is an episode in Sandman uh, with an immortal person, um, and it's it's a very interesting episode. So I, not, I mean, we'll probably forget about it by then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it'd be interesting to get that take on it because it's funny that you say that, David. That like if you live long enough, nothing matters. Because then I default back to the everything, everywhere, all at once methodology of like, yeah, nothing matters, therefore everything matters. Therefore, everything matters. Well, what? Yeah, but what I mean is that's the what 
at least in most of the things, and like Dorian Gray and so a lot of those vampire stories and things where they have creatures that are immortal that live relatively normal lives, that's usually what they come to is like after having done everything you can think of and so on, you hit a point where you don't care what you do at that point because there's no new experiences left to have and nothing to really make it meaningful because, you know, you can survive everything. Yeah. Kind of a thing. I get that. You know? There's a really good book that I read called The Fifteen First, The First 15 Lives of Harry August. Hmm. And that's what it's about. It's a guy who is, well, it starts off in his first life and he's born, lives his life, whatever, whatever. He dies and then he's born again. And it's the same life, same situation, but he remembers everything from his past life. Oh, so you can change things if you want. And Interesting. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's a do-over. And it's this over and over. But yeah, they run into the same problem. It's There's a whole group of these people that keep reliving their lives over and over. And no matter what they do, it's they run into that thing of like, okay, this is fucking boring. I'm d- I've done everything. I've seen everything. I don't even know like what my native language is because I speak so many of them kind of thing. Yeah. And they have a method where they can go through and they call it the forgetting. And it's basically like rebooting yourself and starting over again like you wipe everything and start oh, all over from the beginning yeah it's it's a really it's well, i mean even just books. even just the classic groundhog day mm-hmm. with bill murray mm-hmm. yeah. that's yeah. what he does he goes through and eventually well everybody it's like, groundhog's day again <laughs> yeah and then he goes through and he like punches one dude in the face and walks in front of a car and then he does all that there's a few that have done that really well where they show kind of the reliving and like what you do there was one on uh, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too on Marvel where they have like they're getting a little bit closer to some kind of time paradox in space and everything's exactly the same except every time they're a little closer. So it's like a countdown. It was really creatively done pretty well, but she like, yeah, that's, of course, knows everything that's going to happen and starts manipulating things to an outcome. And That's kind of how the 15, the first 15 lives that book is, because there's another one of their people who's using their knowledge of the future to influence events so things that were supposed to be invented it's like it takes place in like the 20s 30s era i want to say but they're they're seeing stuff that's not supposed to be invented until like the 21st century all of a sudden it starts coming oh it was invented in the 90s then it was invented in the 80s then there was like uh, the first jet jet fighters were used in world war ii kind of thing Hmm. um Interesting. Yeah, and it's and it's this one person who's like trying to build this machine. It's like a quantum. Leap. He calls it. No, it's but a quantum it's leap. where where he it's like he can control everything, like time. Gotcha. Basically, okay. but it's, like everything, everywhere, all at once. All at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. But it's it's really it's got that one person trying to manip- manipulate everything. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow was similar to any of those time loop ideas. It's something that's been drawn or been yeah. covered in fantasy and sci-fi a lot. You can see almost almost every angle on it at some point, but it's funny. I don't feel like it's overdone in the medium either. It just depends how good it's done, I think. Yeah. yeah. Quality. Uh, it's true. The the other thing that I was kind of and, and I don't know if I had we had talked about this before, but um do we ever hear a Bajorans, do they have like a native language? Because when when the Kai dies, Kira says something. I'm assuming it's in a Bajoran, Bajoran. or some sort of prayer or something. But do we ever hear them talk in their native language? Mm, not, not that really. I can tell. Not that I know of. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if like Cardassians ever do. I mean, I'll, we usually only hear maybe Vulcans or Klingons talking. And, 
and then it's usually they had to wait and see if they were going to be popular enough for their own language. I guess that's true. They don't want to put the work into creating something, and then because fans would be like, "That's not what that means." Yeah, you would. Fans would do that. I've translated the whole thing, and that's not right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was trying to think. Um, I know we've seen the written the written alphabet kind you see of thing, it like on, and we yeah. and like some words and phrases that are sprinkled throughout the um, throughout the show. Because it's on like pictographs and yeah, well, I mean even like paw. Like a, uh, a paw wraith and a, a paw are, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, a Bajoran words, but they're not English words. Right. Southern words, or, my paw. Yeah, the, your paw is like your life energy, whatever. It's your whatever. soul, yeah. Or your daddy, your paw. But then there's also like paw tem far, which is like one of the visions. Like when you mm. have an orb encounter and you have those visions, oh. there's there's a term for it. So, I don't know. Or paw tempora, that sounds delicious. And they talk about um, I'm trying a couple this of episodes episode. where there's like trying to spice it up. <laughs> calipate and tessipate <laughs> so and carapate. Like so they have like their units of measurement, which are in Bajoran. So I don't know. Interesting. Okay. No, I just I just didn't know how much we we get from it. That's all. Yeah, it's it's just like a bit here and a bit there. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then Dax and O'Brien come, and O'Brien figures it all out, and they save the three of them because the guy's gonna stay there. Because um, O'Brien's a badass. He is. Because he, he invents some sort of magnetic thing. He's like, I'm, I'm going to invent it. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. Yeah, Dax is like, I've never heard of that before. He's like, yeah, I haven't invented it yet. <laughs> I'll be back with you in like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but oh, yeah, even even the, whole, the whole opening act where, uh, where they find the previous... Um, the Cardassian files on the Bajoran oh. operatives. <laughs> yeah. And whoever, um, whoever the previous prefect was of the space station, he's got like, Oh, don't let, don't let Kira see hers kind of thing. Well, uh, <laughs> she gets all, she gets all pissed, like a minor operative. Yeah. She runs errands. <laughs> she runs errands, gets coffee. She's pissed whatever. about it. <laughs> She's got all the side quests. Mm. <laughs> well, wasn't uh Dukat was the, the previous person who ran uh, Tarak Nor? I think so. Yeah, I don't, we seen I don't, the first episode. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think there was another one, right? At least he was there the longest, I know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, that's funny. She was so pissed about it. And then all of a sudden she's like, Oh, let's go find your your religious leader. And she gets like instantly like humbled. <laughs> she's like, Oh shit, the Kai's coming? What? Kai? Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, that's kind of it. Um David, what's your take on this one and your Devometer? This one's going to be pretty low. It was a little dull. I know you guys love the Kai, Kai, what, or Kaka, whatever her name is. Kiki Waka. Kai is a title. K-I-K-K-A-I <laughs> is a title. Okay. I, I know you guys really like her character. I thought she was I don't was know her that well. Bit... We just met. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know you. Sorry. Go ahead. She was fine, but she kind of just comes off as almost kind of the same as every pompous religious leader that maybe is a little bit likable, but I don't know. We didn't get very deep with her. I'm kind of with you. I feel like we would have benefited from more time, more backstory, more kind of everything. And then, yeah, she's like, I'm going to stay with these people because reasons. And (laughs) well, she has to also. I mean, she wants to, but she has to because she'll be dead. Because she'll die if they, yeah, until, you know, McCoy shows up with his hypospray thing and figures it out in about two minutes. But 
<laughs> but they're stuck with Bashir, so she's stuck on the planet, I guess. Okay. Well, no, she. Um, he even said, "I he could probably figure out a way to do it," and I think they could. But yeah, she wants to stay what, there anyways. That's kind of what I mean. Is she's like, "I'm for reasons. I'm just going to stay." I'm like, All right. Fine. Yeah, and and in one of the DS9 books, um, Rising Sun, it it reve- it talks about some of the the things that have happened while she's been on the planet between the NS and the Null NS, um, and whatnot. So. Like we we kind of get back to it, but it's non non canon stuff. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I mean, I just I found her tough to keep continuing to pay attention to. I was drifting a little bit with my attention because this one was a little boring and weird. <laughs> so There's this no is probably going to be like a this one's going to go to be a three and a half, I think, on the Devo meter. But more Damn. because you weren't engaged, or you think it was a bad story. No, more because just because I wasn't engaged. I do score very poorly for boring. Like that's that's, that's a heavy weight thing. If I'm if it's a great story, but I'm just not it's it's not gripping to me. It's not interesting, okay. even if it is an Oscar winning performance and an amazing script. Well, if it's an amazing script, I would be paying attention. So, <laughs> so so the two of them like beating the crap out of each other and then getting resurrected and stuff, and they don't know why and wasn't. That's the thing is, I think I was more interested in the story before they came back. Like, her going and actually dying and them actually doing a bunch of killing and being involved in the whole thing and then having to figure that out was a more interesting idea. And then they all came back to life and then they were like, okay, kind of nanites and this whole thing. I'm like, I okay. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. You can like what you like. Not my favorite episode. Sorry, guys. I jumped to apologize to us. I don't give a shit. Oh, I'm sure you're taking it personally. Come on. Damn. Oh, deeply personally. <laughs> you gotta take this personally. <laughs> I do. I'm a Star Trek fan. I take everything personally. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, you have Phil. to rage and scream. That's how it works. I do. <laughs> Philip. All right, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I know you already kind of said it, but like, what are your... Yeah, your I, I really I really enjoy this episode. So it's uh, maybe... Maybe... Date, no, he probably won't. Never mind. I was gonna say maybe he'll revisit it after we see some more of the following storyline with. No, he won't. The, the first, I have not gone back and watched that. a single episode we've watched before. Yeah, he, he's never gonna go back and like rewatch Star Trek. He just won't turn it off if it's Ever. on TV. Maybe. It's pretty much, and you know how often I love watch live TV, where I don't yeah, control I what's on. True. <laughs> yeah. It'll so, be on in like a doctor's office. That's about the best you can hope for. <laughs> in a doctor's office. Or I hit, I don't have control to change it or turn I it can't. off. <laughs> You're like walking up, like trying to find the buttons. You're like, how the fuck do I turn this off? Turn this off. <laughs> Terrible episode. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I think it was fine. Um, I know they're trying to get more of the, kind of the Abajoran backstory because we haven't really had a ton of it yet. Yeah. But it's going to play heavily into future storylines and, and all that. So it'll be interesting. And that'll be great. Mm-hmm. But it'll be great. In the, mean, in the meantime, yeah. Meh. Yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. That's it. All right, David, why don't you do your, your thingy? Alrighty. I check us as find out. What's your nerd trek at the nerd where we got links to our social medias. You can buy some of our shit. You can see our faces. And whenever you are done to taking your alpaca for a ride, you can give us a five-star rating and review and we'll read it out over the air. The look on Phil's face. And just for the record <laughs> there, nobody died. There were no shenanigans. Uh, no shenanigans. No Odo. No That's Odo. what I mean. It's kind Odo. of a boring episode. Yeah, we, all, we only got like one that first scene with Odo. Like, fine, whatever. Yeah, a little bit. So. 
Cool. All right. That's it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. And we mm-hmm. will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya. Thank you.